Hello, this is your alternative football show on the left side. Manchester United are following suit. It's a day of despair and deflation for Wayne Rooney. I'm Jim, welcome to your regular run-through of all that is funny from the world of football this week. We've had a pretty good week. I hope you have too. But I can guarantee that whatever your week was like, it was still better than that that was had by Mr Wayne Rooney. Fresh from seeing his Everton Chargers get absolutely battered by his old teammates at Old Trafford on Sunday, Wayne had an appointment of his own on Monday in court after he was caught behind the wheel a few too many into a stellar four-pack whilst also trying to get a bit too far into an Instagram model. Let's get a bevy and let's party. Who wasn't named Stella, which is a real shame for someone who tries to write gags on stuff like this. Rooney was slapped with a two-year driving ban, a fine of £170, which will take him about 12 minutes to earn, an order to serve 100 hours of unpaid community work. Let's just hope that he's not told to undertake that with the elderly, eh? Apparently, reports suggest the sentence also took into account a letter that Wazza wrote to the judge just before his trial, apologising for his behaviour, which I think is shocking. I mean, who knew Wayne could write? What action the club will take against their former boy wonder remains to be seen, but boss Ronald Koeman used his scary underworld personality to tell the press how the club would be dealing with the situation. We have spoken, uh, this will be dealt uh, with internally, and that's all what I have to say about uh, the case of uh, Wayne Rooney. It is terrifying. But at the same time, I can only assume that dealt with internally means taking him to one side, giving him a huge pat on the back and offering to personally drive him to training every day by a way of gratitude for someone distracting everyone from Everton's bloody awful start to the season. The pressure is mounting on Komen, and the Dutchman is now one of the favourites to be shown the high jump in the annual managerial sack race. Although who he sits just above is somewhat surprising. Despite not even having had time to unpack his commemorative I was once the England manager, you know, mug from his presentation box, Roy Hodgson is already being made the second favourite to be sacked by some bookmakers. Sure, he lost his first game, but I don't think it was so much the performance on the pitch that's put the pressure on Roy. For me, it's more down to his bizarre post-match press conference, where he revealed where he's been plucking his managerial inspiration from. Well, I went to bed last night. We certainly didn't lose in my dreams, that's for sure. You know, we, we, were, we were quite brilliant. Hang on. Is Roy making his tactical decisions based on what's happening while he's napping? If a 60th minute substitution or a set-piece trick comes into his sleep, that's it. It goes in. This could lead to some really interesting press conferences in the future. And I look forward to hearing Roy say something like, Well, yes, it was very, very clever to play a giant unicorn and a naked Kelly Brook eating a watermelon up front against Newcastle. At least that's the kind of weird crap that I dream about. Any strange statements, dreams and decisions are easy to explain away for Roy though after he made a shocking confession in his very first Palace interview. Unfortunately someone a long time ago injected the the drug called football into my veins and I've never been able to shake it off. I'm I'm still an addict. I can't get enough football, man. And yes, just like most addictions, Roy is completely dependent on something that he should really consider giving up and is ultimately destructive to everyone around him. 
Maybe we need to set up some kind of footballing addiction helpline. Hodgson has, however, successfully survived a whole week in his new job, which is some achievement considering Saturday afternoon was looking like a footballing version of the Night of the Long Knives for a bit this week, as three managers bit the bullet after the final whistle. Port Vale and Chesterfield both parted company with their respective bosses, whilst the most high-profile sacking of all came at Birmingham City. Mr Harry, I'm not a wheeler-dealer redknapp, having spent the summer wheeler-dealering, has been given his St Andrews marching orders. Having completed the impressive task of bringing in 14 signings to a very poor Birmingham side and somehow making them even poorer, Redknapp has the dubious honour of having signed more players than he picked up points in the league this season. And that's by some distance. Who will fill the open car window left by Redknapp remains to be seen, but it's probably not going to be the individual placed at odds of 66 to 1 by bookies Paddy Power. They predicted that potentially somewhere between Sam Allardyce and John Hartson to become the next Birmingham City manager, there is a fair chance that Ugo Ekiog may take up the role, which I'm sure would have been a brilliant job for him if he hadn't died earlier this year. Still, even in his current state, he'd probably do a slightly better job than Redknapp did. It's also interesting that Paddy Power estimated that the ex-Villa players' resurrection and recruitment are around 100 times more likely than they did Leicester City winning the league last season. That appointment would be almost as miraculous as the turnaround in Newcastle's fortunes in recent days. Only two weeks ago, Rafa Benitez was reportedly hours away from walking out on Newcastle. But a couple of good wins have seen the Magpies climb to fourth in the table and left a slightly awkward situation concerning Alan Shearer on Match of the Day. I have to say, in the studio tonight's Alan Shearer. He was getting very excited this afternoon. He even oh, yeah. promised to do the first match of the day of next season in just his underwear if you win the league. So, Rafa, can you pull it off for us? Oh, Great to see Match of the Day is slowly turning into a cross between the Full Monty and a Carry On remake. But I guess if Paddy Power's prediction was an embarrassing resurrection, then that could be classed as an equally embarrassing erection. Oh, Alan! That is it for this week's On the Left Side. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your listening device and you'll get the next show as soon as it's cooked. Plus, if you have an Amazon Echo, why not add On the Left Side to your daily flash briefings? So, we are there every morning with your bacon bubsy. Just search Alternative Football Show in the Alexa store now. Bye. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio.